Facebook, in our Tribble Nation Facebook group, and on Black Tribbles on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. My name is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble, and this is Gutter Talk. <laughs> That's right. It's that comic, sh- comic book shop talk that you like, and we're going to chop it up like we do. For one hour, just talking about all the stuff that we would have talked about if we were in the comic book stores, which we soon will be returning to. Huzzah! Huzzah! Now. You can do it now! You ah. could do it now. Not all of us at the same time, though. No. no, we couldn't. Thank you, but thank you to StreamYard. We can be doing this right now and streaming it into your homes. And joining me, I have right over there... Hey, it's Brandon. Inspector Space Time Tribble. And over there, there is JD, Johnny Destructo, a.k.a. the Thwip Tribble. What's up, y'all? And right there. Hey, it's Brian Lieb, uh, newly newly named the Literal Tribble. And uh, here I am. Hi. And... Oh, you got a designation? Oh, yeah. I got a designation, JD. I got a designation. I'm the Literal Tribble. Amazing. Thank you. And literally, last we have... Uh, I'd like to be referred to as just happy to be here. Hey, Hey, happy to be here. What's up? Uh, A.K.A. Jimmy's Jimmy Tribbles fans of Superman. (laughs) Let's take what's happening here. We'll make it work. So, so ladies and gentlemen, what we're doing is we're talking about um, all the things that are going on in the world of comic book and geekery in the, over the last week. A couple of things um, as a distraction. This is another distraction central episode where we're kind of like just um, trying to take our mind off some of the things that have been happening over the past past week. But even though Noel doesn't think it's anything worth talking about, Noel did bring up a little thing that he just read that is populated on the internet. Yes, Noel, I know. You're like, Len, I didn't want to go here. I know. I mean, I'm not probably not the only one that didn't necessarily want to talk about it. It was just right before we went live, but all right. It's fine. It. It's fine, No, We're going to get into it anyway. And that what we're, what that is, ladies and gentlemen, is that Unless you've been living under a rock, in the world of comic book news, DC Comics has chosen to leave Diamond Distributors. Ah, I didn't see that coming, did you, know? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't at all. <laughs> DC- I say how much I like the image that like you showed for the podcast this week being a little background in case uh, viewers at home couldn't see. It's Batman leaving the Justice League to form the Outsiders, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. That was awesome. Nicely done. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, why, why, thank you. Why, thank you, my, my good man. I didn't see it, but I'm sure it's great. Well, cool. I think I think it's actually pretty pretty dope. Um, <laughs> Hang you on. Know, me, myself, and uh, here, I'll let you see it. Oh! It right there. Oh! I'm out of here. Glenn, I need you to show me how to do that later. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So there you go. So that was uh, the the promo. We already have someone commenting. Um Christopher saying salty goodnight says JD is not uploading the spoiler alert anymore. The last oh, yeah. couple of weeks you've mentioned recording them, but none of them show up on the podcast, and I don't know how to watch them live. You're here now though. <laughs> and yet you're watching this one live. Like, so this is a different feed, I think, right? This is Black Tribbles as I mean, opposed to I, Cold Pop. I assume he's also, <laughs> did you like the Cold Pop podcast page too? Because that's where it goes live. He seems to be coming from the YouTube side of things. Could that have something to do with with the difficulties? Well, the Oliver saying saucy goodnight. What you got to do is you got to look for Cold Pop on YouTube, and that's where you'll find it. Yes. He streams every Sunday morning at 11, 11 a.m. Now, here's, as- the thing. here's the thing about that, though, Len. Um, I open. I usually open my comic shop at 11 a.m. So doing the live streaming at 11 on Sundays uh, during the the stay at home order has been great. But I think we may have to make some mild adjustments moving forward because I'll be in my store at 11. But oh, anyway, oh well, we'll be announcing to people when the, the times change. Of course, I'm just, I'm just dropping a nugget in your ear. 
Somebody asked, what is crackalacking? And I was going to ask about that as well. What is crackalacking, all my, my uh, gutter talkers out there? How do you all feel about DC Comics leaving Diamond Dis Distributed, especially you, JD, as our lead retailer? Well, you know, thank you so much, uh, Len, for asking me. I've got some thoughts on the subject that I will be um, uh, super stoked to share with you. Um, it's annoying. I'm annoyed. Um, but uh, maybe it's going to be a, a great thing in the long run, right? Maybe this is a situation that is uh, some growing pains, and it's very frustrating for retailers now. But moving forward, it'll give people an option of where to order their books from. Diamond has, has had a monopoly for however many decades, and I'm hearing that a lot. Monopoly is bad, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, it is bad. Um, but... Right now, what we have is we've gone from I, as a retailer, can order my DC Comics from one location, Diamond Distributors, to now I can order my DC Comics through one location, LCS Distributors. So it's not like I have all of these options of where to order all my books from. I order because I'm on the I'm on my coast. LCS, I believe, is the name of the UCS, distributors that I now UCS, have to order from. What? Yeah, UCS. DC. UCS. I'm sorry, UCS. Yeah. Um, I was doing like local comic shop, but then mixing it all yeah. up. Yeah. UCS. Thank you. UCS Distributors is my distributor. And uh, now I, I still only have the one place to order those books from. Mm. Um, so not only I don't I'm not sure what people know about the situation. So as a retailer, when it was diamond, uh, everything, I would have a, a book about that big called Previews. Yeah, Diamond would put it out. It was published. It was three ninety nine. It was the cost of one issue, and you got to see what's coming out from every single distributor that is in that um, catalog about a month or two down the line. And Marvel was in there, DC, uh, IDW, Boom, etc., etc. You could. That's also where we get a lot of our statues and our action figures and T-shirts and swag and all the cool shit that you see in a comic book store. Generally, comes from us ordering it through the previews catalog in. Diamond Distributors. Now, uh, oh, and then on top of that, so you would do that uh, once a month, and that would be for books that are coming out about two months down the line. So we would do that. We would go through the whole thing page by page. Do I want this manga? Do I want this Batman book? How many copies do I want? How many subscribers are going to pick them up, etc.? And then um, that order was placed through Diamond. And then every week on Monday night before midnight, you could do what's called an FOC, Final Order Cutoff. And that is basically if uh, I placed my order a month ago from Diamond Previews and Brandon, Brandon Jackson Shorts here, and he lets me know after I've placed that order, hey, man, uh, can I get that detective, that one copy of Detective, and I want the alternate cover for it. Um, I could go in on my final order cutoffs every week and see what was coming out the next week or the two weeks ahead down the line. And I could either increase or decrease my order. Right. Um, now, not only a DC not going to be in that previews, they don't have a previews. Uh, you can order from UCS only as an FOC order. You can't, there's no like two months in advance pre-order. There's just hey, this is coming out. Well, how many do you want? Grab them now. Um, and not only that, but it's going to be on Friday mornings, not Monday evenings. Uh, so now I've got two different orders to place every week for FOC, and they're going to be coming out on different days because on top of this, DC has also stated, hey, you know how we've been doing New Comic Wednesday forever? Well, now for DC only, it's going to be New Comic Tuesday and everyone else can go screw. So retailers, you've got your Tuesday New Comic Day and then you also have for the rest of the companies Wednesday New Comic Day. So there's a whole lot of things going on that makes it more confusing and annoying for retailers to place their orders when they have to place their orders um, and when they can release the new shipments. So it's not great. Um I know that um, uh, some people are stoked about it. Most retailers are not stoked about it. But also, you know, there's there's something to be said for reactionary, you know, like knee-jerk reaction stuff right, with right. retailers. Anytime you make any change, people are going to be upset. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the thing that bothers me most is not that they're making these changes. It's that uh, they did them all 
during a COVID uh, stay-at-home order, and they've just cramped, like, hey, you're really stressed about comics and your business and uh, your health? Well, uh, tough titty toenails. No. No. <laughs> no. Um, so so there, there's two things that I think are, are totally worth mentioning. Like, um, I feel like the argument that's happening online is very much a false equivalency kind of a, a, a problem. Like, yes, Diamond has had problems for years and people have done nothing but bitch about Diamond. But the solution to that was not just the absence of it. The solution of that was supposed to be something that was, you know, uh, a come together kind of solution as opposed to anything else is better. Like, no, that's not the case. And I think we're actually seeing that now because the way that DC has gone about this, it does feel like a fuck you to LCSs, uh, to local comic shops, in so much as follow us or you'll get lost, not in a, hey, we're all in this together and this is what we're going to do to support you, mm -hmm. which is really harsh uh, because if you look at their sales model or the one that they proposed, it very much favors online retailers and large comic book shops or uh, large uh, comic book retailers and bookstores. The whole point of bringing in Tuesday is because that's when books get released to Target, Walmart, Barnes and Noble. Right. The whole point of like it's uh, and, and same with digital releases. It's been like Tuesdays and Mondays. Mm -hmm. They're trying to, as an organization, consolidate their release schedule, which makes sense. But they're doing it at the detriment to the comic book shops that and the communities that we all patronize, right? Uh, it's just it. It's I get why people are being butt hurt about it because it's it's inherently unfair how they're doing this. They are pretty much saying keep up or go screw, mm -hmm. which sucks. And it shouldn't be just ignored because Diamond used to, or, you know, Diamond's had problems. Like, it's not better. This is not better. It's and just, not only yeah. that, it feels like, it feels like grabbing for money. Because Diamond Distributor said, hey, most comic book stores, if not all comic book stores, are now under a stay-at-home order where they can't do business. So, instead of shipping them thousands upon thousands of dollars every week for them to have to try and unload. And they're not even sure if they're going to have any customers because no one can leave their houses. Um, uh, they decide we're going to shut everything down until everything is resolved or things, are, things feel safer for human beings. Uh, and then DC was like, nah, man, uh, what, what, what if you just kept giving us money though? Wouldn't that, what about the money? Uh, and so we're going to continue putting out books and we're going to circumvent Diamond, who's trying to look out for the for everybody else and making sure everyone is at home and safe. Nah, nah, we're just going to keep publishing books. Uh, fucking sell them. Yeah. And somebody mentioned in the chat, I think it was Dom, um, Dom who said, yeah, but Diamond um, said that they weren't going to pay DC during the shutdown. First oh. of all. Diamond did that with all the distributor or with all the publishers because they were not able to hold on to their bills. And they didn't say, fuck off, I'm not paying you. They said, because we have no revenue coming in and the stores don't have revenue to pay us for the stock that we aren't setting, we're going to, for the time being, pay you 25% of dude invoices. They didn't say screw off. And a company like AT&T was at money up the butt it should not like knee jerk react, explode the system just because a company uh, reach or change the term of their of their invoice payments. You know that that obviously the entire world is going through. It's it's short sighted. It seemed short sighted at the time. Now, if this is going to end up being fucking awesome, great. But the fact that um, the distribution companies that they propped up are your main competition. Mm -hmm is really shitty. Yeah, the DC, the distributors now are, who is it? DCBS, which is an online pull list and deep discount seller. Yep. And Midtown Comics, which is the largest, uh, the largest uh, retailer in North America, or at least the, the North East. I think, in, I think in North America, I think in North America. So well, it's essentially two big old comic shops are now just sending out comics to all of their little comic shops. Mm -hmm. It kind of reminds me of, you know, uh, everyone's at a stay on home order. A lot of people aren't making money. They can't pay their rent. And so you've got two types of um, um, landlords, right? You've got the people who go, listen, I know you can't make, I know you're not making any money. Um, and if I kick you out of your house, 
I'm still not going to be making any money. So it behooves me to make some sort of compromise with you, the person who's living in my building. Um, for instance, you know, my wife and I contacted both of our landlords for my store and also for our house to be like, hey, we don't have money coming in. And they go, if you could just give us half of the rent until this is all over, that would be great. If you could give us a portion of the rent until this is all over, that'd be great. Um, but then you've got the other, the other landlords who go, oh, you're not making your rent? See ya. But who's going to move into that place anyway? You're, you're still not getting paid for your for the rent. So. Okay, I, I, I got to ask. I got to ask because I'm enjoying this scintillating conversation. Somebody is either moving a house or something. Like, oh, that could be me. I'm alone. What is happening at your house, Brandon? My mom's cooking. When we go into a different room, one sec. Hi, mom. Oh, she said she's asleep. I didn't think you guys could hear it. Sorry, guys. What she? You didn't hear it. First of all, don't make your mom leave. You leave. Well, I heard it, but like, I heard you guys louder. Did you tell your mom like, people like the decoration in behind? You remember last week, people were like, "I like that decoration." Oh yeah, I'll tell my mom. Yeah, mom, everyone likes our decorations in our dining room. She says thank you. Nice. You're welcome, mom. Wait, so what's for dinner? Better now? Been, Wait. You guys go ahead. The, so I wonder, JD, part of the issue with the Tuesday release, as I understand it, is that you will now get books on the same day that no, that's not yeah. the case. So you will still maintain like a week of exclusivity. Actually, no. Huh? No, oh, I'm sorry. Maybe I, I was not understanding what you were saying. I was preemptively I'm say that again. What's the question? So when they ship on Tuesdays now, you will now get them on the same day as like Barnes and Noble will get a trade. Is that correct? I believe so. Yes. Okay. But wasn't it, that kind of happening already? No. If, weren't you usually getting comics on Tuesdays? No. Okay. And just putting them on the shelves on Wednesday? Well, for sale though. For sale, I mean. For sale. Uh, mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. So historically it was the direct market would get the product and then about a week later or two weeks later, larger big chain stores would get the same product, especially with the collected editions and OGNs. That gave small shops a one to two week of exclusivity for the product, which was, I thought it was a pretty big deal. Yeah, but now it's completely gone. Like maybe, maybe the coming out on Tuesday, two new comic book days itself wouldn't be that big of a deal to my mind, um, if they held it another week for Barnes and Noble to get it, you know what I mean? So you maintain that exclusivity, which isn't how it's happening, but is a business model change that could be done without upending their whole plan. You know what I mean? I don't know how the health distribution works on that level, but I wonder how much it will affect. There's going to be a portion of people that are just going to come in on Wednesdays, you yeah. know, like, Maybe most of the people. I know there are definitely times in my life when I would have been there on Tuesday and Wednesday, partially because of just I'll be there. levels of excitement. There you go. And partially uh, because I used to be a lot closer and it was a lot more convenient. Um, you know, I, uh, when years ago, when the comic store I went to was in a mall, I was near that mall all the time, you know, and, and I would definitely go there. So maybe with that one tweak, it could be great if you still maintain the exclusivity and the people who want to come in on Tuesday, you know, maybe at worst you'll get people coming in your shop more often. Well, you know? That, no, that's a thing. Maybe, maybe in the long run, that'll be the case. Oh, new DC's new comic Tuesday and yeah. everybody else on Wednesdays. Right. I don't see it happening. I think everyone's going to wait till. Me one too. Of those days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah but, but even if people are waiting till for Wednesday, at least on Wednesday, like, you know, as always happened, they'll get all of their new books. I understand about the whole level of like the exclusivity being lost, but won't you still, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, maintain a certain level of exclusivity because most of the bigger retailers um, are dealing primarily in the collected editions and the OGNs. They're not doing the the bulk of the single issues, which is still the the I would think the that's really what it it, it is the big selling point out of the local comic book shop. Isn't it still just those weekly issues? And you'll still have them. I mean you can't go into Walmart and get 
every recent new issue of Superman and Batman. You right. can't do that in the bookstores. Yeah. yeah, you can get the trades, but you can't get the the most recent recent issues. So if you are co- a collector, you're still going to the LCS. You're still going there to buy your your floppies. You know. Yep. Fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. Oh, I bet pull lists will be more of a pain in the ass. You know, like you can't do them on until with shop closes on Tuesday now, right? Because if you put everything, yeah, everything's a pain in the ass for the retailer. Mm. It's literally double the amount of effort or double the amount of also too, like you had mentioned it before, but I don't even know if it hit enough, like not having the option to monthly take care of the pull lists and having mm-hmm. to do it on a weekly basis means that you are constantly having to double check lists over and over and over again for orders on a weekly basis, as opposed to a master order, a master list, yep. and then small modifications. So if I hear about a book and I want it ordered and it's mid month, we have to wait for whatever week beforehand or the following month in order to get on top of that being pulled for me or, or it, it's, it, it's a bit of a fuck you to retailers. Yeah, I would do a monthly order. I would sit there. I'd spend all day going page by page through previews, figuring out what to order. And um, there have been then been times where oh, Monday came and went for the for the FOC, for the final order cutoff. I was sick. I couldn't do it. But you know what? At least I ordered it a month ago. And maybe I'm off by an issue or two. Not I have no DC Comics coming in because I missed a week of FOC. Now, could there also be a a um, standardized thing, right? Like, if you order twenty copies of Superman, you can set that as like this is my standard order. Nothing like that. Nope. Could this be ultimately a more nimble system that allows you to respond better to you know like changing market or requests or like could it be better? when things get settled out for that reason specific use cases maybe but not in the overall that's like saying you know yes it's sometimes easier to get around traffic when you're on a bicycle but it's not an overall efficient thing if you're trying to go 30 miles one way like it's Um, yeah i mean to your point about if you were sick you could theoretically have been sick the day that you would normally do your monthly order too you know what i mean like it definitely is an upset and i'm not obviously i don't do these things but i just wonder if there's a way that this could prove to be a positive in that you can respond more to you know changing customer demands but you'll still know month to month what you would normally order so you would just put that in anyway i I mean with with previews with the previews ordering system online uh it would tell me how many issues of Amazing Spider-Man I ordered last month? I ordered 23 mm. copies. Yeah. And it'll be a little thing there. So I'll know, oh, last last issue I ordered 23 copies. Yeah. Well, I want to just do that again. UCS does not have that yet. Yeah. Well, yet being an operative word, this could be a work in progress. You know, sure. this, this yeah. just start not to box. Another- Brandon, you wanted to, wait a minute. Brandon oh. wanted to say something. Go ahead, B. Well, I was just going to ask, and I don't know if this is necessarily helpful for you, though, J.D., but does this mean that, like, if I wanted to cancel a book, I could cancel it the week of, as opposed to like two months before it comes out. That is good. Sure. I mean, I'm sure that's not really helpful for you though, because you still have to do the week to week thing, but for the, the um, consumer, I guess that could be a positive. I mean, that was, that was the case before because but wasn't it that, like, every week, but wasn't it that like once I canceled, like they were still pre-ordered. So I would mm-hmm. still get the like next, like one or two issues. Wouldn't this now mean that you wouldn't be getting those? Because you still you would have to do it week to week. So you would just know that not to order. It, I think it would only matter in a small window of time, though. So like those pre-order, like the FOC for like something that comes out in a month is now. So if you asked for a cancellation between then, you're still getting another issue or two, depending on when FOC was. Yes. Now it's every single week. So like that use case is only helpful or applicable if you ask to cancel it in a very specific time period so like these i i know what i know what you're trying to do b and brandon of like the ways that this could be awesome but there's such specific use cases as to how right right now it could be awesome that it's they're almost straw man arguments 
I'm not trying to do anything uh, other than explore different possibilities. Yeah, you're, you're trying. You're yeah. trying to bend. You're trying to bend. Uh, bend time towards positivity. I understand. I'm just saying that the use cases are so specific right now as to how it can be positive based off all the information we have that they are kind of like straw man arguments. Like we don't know enough, but we could surmise. But as of right now, everything that that they have communicated, hmm. eh, right? Yeah. I, I, it's it's it sucks. And so, to be fair, I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like these are complaints that we have, uh, retailers have, and then you see all the people are going, ah, retailers just like to complain without really understanding everything that goes into running a shop. Um, <laughs> my favorite, you know, one of the people um, who I saw was saying. Uh, when everything shut down and Diamond had to stop um, because people were lives were in danger with a with a pandemic, his response was, "Comic shop owners just don't want to go to work." Right. Yeah. Sure, buddy. Sure. Um, you purchased but, a comic shop because you don't want to do that. Yeah. You well, know. I mean, yeah. You know. <laughs> I guess we're we're all get like if you're if you're unemployed, you're getting that extra six hundred dollars uh, a UC statement. So. Nope. You're set for life, right? Oh, by the way, set yeah. for life. Why would you yeah. want to go work? I haven't gotten that. Yeah, I didn't get any. Uh, as a business owner, I don't get unemployment. Oh, I just haven't gotten any extra. Well, I, I mean, that's that's like the the rationale. Like, oh, you're getting more than you are staying. You're getting more staying at home than yeah. you would at, at work. So why yeah. why would you want to go work? Action figure expert asks. So this new distributor will carry all of DC merchandise, action figures, statue, comics, apparel? Question mark. I, I'm not sure. I haven't ordered any of those things from UCS. Those USC. One would assume, right? UCS. Like it also, UCS and Lunar are not, they don't do collected editions, right? So you have to do Penguin, I think, Penguin Trading House yeah. for collected yeah. editions. Uh, so it's not just one distributor. It's mm. like they're, they blanket, they blanketed their shit out to other, like mm. other distribution centers and you have to have separate orders for each one. And then the new the new information that was just dropped was that UCS, who is also DCBS, DCBS, um, they're gonna they're gonna let let us retailers order other things like Wait. Marvel and IDW and Image stuff from their back stock. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. Wait, it, UCS is Midtown. Lunar is Midtown. DCBS. We can, we can order stuff. We can order Midtown's back issues. Yay! Oh, hang on a second. I oh, mean, is it anything negative to anyone? It's not. They're they're pawning off though, a right? retailer's. They're pawning off a retailer's stock to other retailers. They are not forcing anyone to buy them. No, it's no true. they're not. You're absolutely right. Right. It's, it's, but it it leans more towards the argument that these are all cash grabs, acquiring mm-hmm. something and then pawn, like and then farming it out to other mm-hmm. smaller retailers, not at the benefit of the smaller retailers, at the benefit of. Hmm. a large conglomerate that doesn't necessarily care about the day-to-day of a, a small retailer. Sure. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. It's just weird. But JB, you would be getting those at, at a discount, right? Because I know that you, or, well, I know in-stock trades, I know that they do things at a discount. So would you be getting it from them at that discounted rate? I don't, I don't know. know. It's all I, to be determined. I just oh, heard about this. There's um, there's a... Uh, so there's there's a bunch of online like stuff like in stock trades and the tales of wonder and cheap graphic novels and all those the websites that they buy in bulk via diamond so they get like right. super deep discounts like sixty percent off and then they per, they they sell for like forty to fifty percent off on their sites to consumers kind of like cutting out the 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 retailer in the middle they have specific. Uh, so a lot of the people online are just like, it doesn't matter. I get my shit from in stock trades and who cares? And that's fine. You know, retailers are, are screwing me anyway with their price points that are on the cover. By, yeah. By, by <laughs> for the price that is printed on the cover. Yeah. Super, super makes sense either way. Like I love a deal, but don't say that you're, you know, you're getting screwed when it's actual retail value. You're an idiot. But right. those discounts that they're so excited about, could potentially go away with the two distribution uh, models, especially when it comes to uh, omnibuses and trade paperbacks and whatnot from DC, because they're all coming from Penguin now. They're not coming from Diamond to offer those deep discounts so they could move those discounts over to retailers. So these guys that are just like, I don't, sorry, guys and gals, whatever, that are that are bitching about, 
it doesn't really matter. I read in trade or I read in, in, in omnibus and I get them for cheap anyway. Why would I bother needing to go to a store? You might get fucked too. But them pushing the model around like bullies as, as instead of, you know, massaging it, 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 it could kind of screw all the secondary markets. Well, then not you're talking about them being bullies. And I think people might bristle at that. But also keep in mind the detail that um, Diamond and DC were negotiating back and forth. Oh, yeah. um, and DC had some things that they wanted to do. And D- Diamond went back and forth with them, from my understanding. And then DC kept going, oh, you know what? Uh, let's just wait another week. We'll get back to you about this later. Um, you know what? Oh, a couple more days. We'll get back to you by this date. And then on that date, was the release of like laters? Uh, yeah, and they they ghosted them yeah. and were like, "Nah, this is what we're doing now." Toodles. Mm. Right. So it wasn't even like it didn't seem very professional. It was just like it, they left them on red. <laughs> right. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. But in the words of John Mulaney's dad, as paraphrased by Christopher Goodnight. Let's change the subject and let's change the subject, ladies and gentlemen, to something a little bit more, I think, a little bit more happy and go lucky. Uh, The DC Universe has just uh, recently released their latest original series. Star Girl on to the world. Now, if you're not familiar with this, Star Girl is a series that features high school student Courtney Whitmore, portrayed by Breck Bassinger, who discovers the cosmic staff of her father, Starman, and becomes the inspiration for a new generation of superheroes who will once again take on the moniker of the Justice Society of America. This show premiered on the DC Universe app about, I think about maybe three weeks ago. There are three episodes that are up there right now. And um, from what I can see, this show, which also co-stars Luke Wilson, uh, has been met with pretty good reviews so far. People are pretty happy. At least the word on the street is for Stargirl. Um, I believe all of us have at least watched some part of this show. Maybe not all of the episodes, but we've at least watched Knowles watched two. I know Brandon and I have both watched the pilot episode. Um, JD has watched I think the pilot and and that's it. But uh, Brian, eh. yes, you are deep in the world of Star Girls. That not, is that not correct? I'll tell you what; it's real correct, and it was all based off of not only my desire to watch that show, but thinking that you guys were all caught up. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta watch. <laughs> we're gonna talk about them tomorrow. And these guys, JD said how much he liked it. Everybody, you know. Uh, so I really, I really made a point to watch all three yesterday. And I knew that I would. You know, sometimes shows, even if you love them, when they're a new show, it, for me, it's like it takes me a little while to get started. But then I was like, all right, let's watch all three in a row. Um, and it was great. It was awesome. Um, there's so many different things that I had planned to to mention about it that now I can't do because I don't want to spoil it for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell you. Nadira Crump says you were a subject to peer pressure. That's right. Whoa. You were. I went along and I went along happily, Nadira, to be honest with you. I was into it. But <laughs> but now I find out that the pressure was false. It was all in my own head. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love it. I mean, Luke Wilson, I've been a big fan of, you know, I don't know, since he was on that 70s show and old school and whatever. And mm-hmm. so it's nice to see him not guest starring in something, but being like a main character. Breck Bessinger, Basinger, I'm not sure is great she's astounding you know she's she's very engaging and yes. she's awesome i find myself this is probably more a function of my age and i'm i don't think it's what happened when i was younger i'm like well does he not have a good point about maybe you shouldn't be star girl right now you are you are 15 years old it is quite dangerous yeah, this is very dangerous. Even your superpower is dangerous to you because the staff is not she didn't get powers, she just has the staff, you know. Exactly. And it's and it's um, you know, a little finicky. Um, but whatever, you know, it's a 
that's every teen superhero, you know, who cares? Um, I like that she's a gymnast and it kind of explains why she's so badass. In addition to having this staff, it wouldn't just automatically make you a superhero. Um, but uh, yeah, she's great. She's a, yeah, that was a cool closing scene to the, um, to the pilot where you see the strike. Yeah. Yeah. I had completely forgotten about it. And I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. 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 I I had to put myself in the mind. Like most people watching this might not know that he's not another bad guy for her to face. I mean, as soon as I saw a giant robot, I was like, Oh, he got into his giant robot. Sweet. But uh, you wouldn't necessarily know that. I thought it was cool. His explanation of why, he was like, well, Stripe C sounded better when he was a Star Spangled Kid, but uh, he's not. So it is kind of lame. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it was fun. It was fun. Um, the- I, I, could, I was actually, when I watched it, I won. I was surprised at how good it looked. I was like, wow, this mm. really looks good. This is a yeah. good looking show. Um, and to your point, uh, B, about the lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Breck Bessinger, uh, Basinger, I guess that's her name. Um, uh, and I'm sorry if, if I'm mispronouncing it. Uh, she is she is actually very good in this role. She comes off um, very naturalistic, um, you know, for the world of CD, CW shows, even though this is not a CW show. It, um, technically, it, the show does uh, air on CW after it airs on DC Universe. Um, but she comes off very naturalistic. She's she's likable. She doesn't... Her acting is not forced in any way. Um, Luke Wilson is... He's doing, like, the little bit of the hound dog thing. So that's, like... I'm like, alright, well, you're playing your position. But everybody else on this show, I'm enjoying it. I really... I really felt that this show was... had its heart in its right place. And... For someone who's a, a lifelong fan of the Justice Society, mm. turning on this show and watching, seeing Our Man and Doctor mm. Midnight, and and even the, they made the Star Spangled Kid, aka Starman, look, yeah. look look cool. I'm like, okay, I'm 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 with you. I'm with you. I'm I'm with you. I'm, I'm I, y'all, y'all, y'all might have dragged me back into the world of DC Universe. I may have to re up. Well, I'm not going to re up my my subscription because I know this is going to be on HBO <laughs> Max. Let's let's not get crazy. But, on CW uh, too, right? Yeah, yeah, and on the CW. But um, but um, I'm, I'm with there. I think they've got a winner here. And it's the straight up Justice Society too. Like there is a scene. It's not a plot point. I forget if it's in the first episode, but you see. You know, like drawings of them, you know. Yeah. And they are, it's Jay Garrick in his Jay Garrick costume. It's, yeah. yeah. you know, it's just like the classic Justice Society. It's cool. The, uh, to answer Max's question, the first season is 13 episodes and it's completely done. Oh, like cool. they've been, they've been holding on to it for a while. Hmm. Like it's been done for a bit. Yeah. Uh, I but, liked um, it. Also, I, I, go ahead. No, keep going. I was just going to say, I, I thought it was adorable. I loved it. Um, it felt like uh, I'm not the demo. I, I, like we in this in these rooms are probably not the demographic for this. Absolutely but it's, not. But it's, except Brandon. But it's. <laughs> I mean, arguably not even because it's it's very it's it's very much aimed towards like you know young young girls. Too. I mean, I watch Riverdale. To be fair. Yeah, Brad yeah, is a that's, young girl. That's salacious garbage. <laughs> I'm talking about like really trying to inspire the hearts and minds of 12 year old girls too. Mm. Um, so we just kind of like teeter on the edges of this, but it's so charming, it's so earnest, and it's so um, fun that it just doesn't matter. It's like you know, mm. it's like getting sucked into a cartoon you never wanted to watch, right? <laughs> just because it's done really well. Uh, yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was really fun. Ahead, Speaking to um, your you guys talking about the uh, JSA stuff, I was listening to Jeff Johns on the Word Bloom podcast, and he was saying that they had James Robinson come in, and he consulted on it for like half the shooting schedule. Mm-hmm. And the director of the first episode was the person who directed the um, JSA episodes of Smallville. Oh. So like they've been putting a lot of JSA like energy into the show, and obviously we all know Jeff Johns loves the JSA. Also, so he was talking about how like he wanted it to be as as close to the comics as they could. So yeah, it's not related to any of the other CW shows. They want to rebuild their own thing, and he wants, in Jeff John's fashion, 
like, so this is what I missed about Jeff John's comics. Thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, she does often. Uh, <laughs> Theona Lewis says that your inner teenage girl speak guys. And we are Theona. We are. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> this is what Jeff John's used to do in comics all the time. And the, the things that I missed, like taking something that I didn't know I wanted or needed and then mm-hmm. swerving into it with no irony, just mm-hmm. altruistically. Like he made something as, as um, silly as, you know, uh, one of the weaknesses of the Green Lantern ring was yellow, which is dumb. <laughs> but he turned it into an actual plot point that had to, ramifications for years and years. Like it's almost he's too able many to, years. Almost too many years. He, he's, <laughs> he's able to take um, what others might consider stupid or childish or four color mm-hmm. and imbue them with with honesty and earnestness that make them appealing. And you mm-hmm. remember why they were appealing to begin with. This was cool. You, you need to see like Alan Scott's Lantern, just the Lantern, not the new take on it or whatever. It's just the old school 40s looking Lantern, uh, which they kind of get away with a little bit because, you know, Pat Dugan, Stripesy um, is like, well, it was a different time when we decided to call them the Injustice Society as opposed to, you know. Um, and obviously the different time that they're actually referencing is the forties, but that, that doesn't work for the timeline of the show, but it's just one of this quasi like previous era. Uh, also the kid brother is cool. The stepbrother. He's, he's a fun, like very minor, just throwing, throwing in there. Mm. Well, that's the, the Courtney herself is, is based off of John's, uh, yeah. yeah. And he's Mike. He he is the Mike character. I always assumed, right? Like he's. She was his younger sister, though, right? Is that wrong? Older okay. sister. She she was around 15, 16 when she passed, and he oh. was around her, uh, Mike's age. Okay. I always so it's, was it's like heightened versions. Like, I'm so happy for his for him to have been able to do that. You know what I mean? Like, to put his his sister in, in a comic. And she's and- actually, she's in the show in a cameo. Um, there's a picture of Courtney with her. Like, oh, it's yeah? photoshopped, obviously. But, yeah, in uh, the background. That's awesome. Yeah. JD, what's your thoughts on Stargirl? I think it's fantastic. Uh, it's probably one of the best CW first episodes. I only watched the premiere, and uh, I was tickled, man. I was in uh, from Jump Street. I thought it was really good. She's really charming. Uh, I like what's his name. Uh, I keep I keep want to say Tony Hale, but that's the guy from Arrested Development. Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson, Wilson. Luke Wilson and McHale. Right. Joel McHale. Right. Joel, Joel McHale. McHale. Joel McHale. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, oh, there's actually like a cast on this show of people that I recognize. And um, yeah, I thought it was really charming. Um, it, I, I liked it better than Batwoman, what I've seen of Batwoman so far. Uh, it feels like this one has a lot more heart to it. Mm-hmm. And um, she reminds me a little bit of um, Penetieri from uh, Heroes. Yeah. Yes. She's yes. got yeah. that kind of energy, who I loved. I loved her in Heroes. Mm-hmm. I thought she was the bee's knees. Um so yeah, Tim Hershey says, Stargirl caught me as a dad. Just because I'm not the lead's target audience, I can still connect with the show. And I, you know, at, at never, never do I think, is this show for me? Is this is this supposed to be directed at me? No. When I'm watching something or reading something, unless it's like specifically an all ages series or something, I don't think I ever look at it and go, I'm not the demographic for this. Um, I do. I do frequently. I. I. Yeah. It's. It's just. It's not. It's not a deter. It's not a deterrent. It's just more like a reality. Like, am I? Uh, things hitting me right or wrong is not necessarily anything that's indicative of of if I am the demographic that's on the piece of paper when they pitch the show. Yeah. It's just more like I know. Like there are sometimes when you're not a part of the demographic and they're only speaking to that hyper specific demographic and you're not included. Whereas there's things like this where it's maybe they started with that demographic, but they, their story is so kind of like true and and wide enough for it not to matter. That's what I meant by it. It's just a, like a starting point. I do. I do actually. Uh, I guess I kind of lied there. I do think it's not for me. Like, I'll, I'll have that thought if I don't like it. Yeah. If I don't like something, <laughs> if, I, if I went and watched this and I was like, ah, oh, didn't like that. You know what? It's not for me. That's just the thing I say when I don't like something. And maybe there's people out there who it is for and they'll love it, you know? Yeah, I rarely think of the writer as targeting something, you know, in a business, which these all are, that definitely does happen. You know, they're clearly targeting certain demographics, but I rarely think of that as as a part of the creative process. You know, just like, well, they want I mean, to tell a cool story. 
I mean, step one is step one is understand who your audience is and how they want to be talked to. Yeah, true. Yeah, so like, there's always a demographic. Yeah, but I'm sure that like the, the what I was saying is like, there's got to be some authors out there that are like, hey, I got a story that's really cool. I want to tell it. Yeah, but then they'll then they'll fashion it to whoever they think will receive it the best and knowing their audience, so they'll aim it towards a demographic. Like, I, I don't I don't think that it's a a, a shitty business thing. I think it's no. it's just the practicality of telling a story. You understand who your audience is, or at least you your intended audience. Hmm. There's always an intended audience. Who's the I think? Who's Berlanti? Greg Greg Berlanti. Greg Berlanti yeah. is the producer of all the CW shows and is also the producer of Star Girl. So Theona Lewis also asked whether or not he there might be a crossover yeah. of the Berlanti verse shows and I think she's primarily talking about all the rest of the CW shows and um he also produces Titans and he produces all of this super and Green Lanterns for HBO Max he's yeah he's, yeah. he's kind of like he's DC. he's yeah. he's DC TV yeah. guy but but he his his name really came to prominence because of the yeah. Arrowverse shows that he right. created and Judge um, Amy of course Right. So so a question I think is primarily speaking to those shows, even though she could be talking about all of them mixing and matching. And um, while I'm sure they are very tempted to do that, and if we know DC, they are prone to do some things that are maybe a little bit misguided, I think the best thing to do is to keep Stargirl exactly where she is. Yeah. Um, and keep her separate from everybody else, especially when you are talking about she already has a legacy that she's building, that she's living up to. She's already got the past of whatever that justice society was that, you know, is basically killed off in the beginning of the first episode. You know, there's already that past that you can always be linking to, that you can always pay homage to as they do in the subsequent episodes. So I don't think you need to muddy the waters by having, you know, her now, teaming up with you know the sad sacks of titans or the <laughs> or the 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 crazy buffoonery of of legends of tomorrow or the doom patrol and you know she's already better than the flash or anything arrow's going to do so she doesn't she doesn't need any of that mess just leave her alone i agree with you and arrow is definitely not going to top stargirl now um it's over because it's, yeah it doesn't exist so, anymore but uh, <laughs> no, they have actually already talked about doing a crossover in uh, in a multiverse. I mean, remember she showed up at the end of Crisis. Like they're a defined Earth within that multiverse. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, I forgot that. Yeah, they're Earth too. I mean, so I it didn't matter if John Wesley Ship was Jay Garrick in this. That would be cool. But yeah. Either yeah. way. Yeah. Also, just because. It would be cool because he was already that, and it would be cool because I really like watching him as that. Like, he's good. Um, uh, they've talked about doing it. They said they were even thinking about doing it this past season. I think they were referring to the past season of The Flash, mm. um, but it just didn't work out. Um, I don't think they would do it as a we're all in one world kind of thing. I think it would be a, a multiverse crossover, which is so classic Justice Society, Justice League that I'm all about it. You know, like I don't, I'm, I don't have any problems with doing a, with doing a crossover like that. Yeah. They'd probably do it like they used to do Supergirl where like there would yeah. be a reason why the person comes over. Right. Right. And uh, then they would keep doing it. And the reason would keep getting thinner and thinner. Exactly. Like in Justice League. I mean, every year they had one. I didn't say those were good either. <laughs> and I, they're not. Fair enough. You did not. You did not. Um, I love a good. I love a good crossover personally, and good. and I'm all good. right. All right, crossover. <laughs> um, now I have a question for you guys. So she, you said it was her father, right? Is is the Starman Len, and he's right, Len, right, right. And Luke and uh, Pat Dugan, Luke Wilson's character, is like he's not your dad, right? And she shows him the locket with a picture of her dad. Which I'm pretty sure is Joel McHale. <laughs> it's, it's like why is it's why faded? Is it's faded and deterred enough. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know if the showrunners 
are sure what they want because yeah. it's like faded and and whatever yeah. enough and it's yeah. literally a second on screen her picture yeah. so I, I don't know i think they're keeping it open honestly i don't i don't even care either way that yeah. was one of the things with the first episode that i went how 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 do you not know that that was your dude you were hanging out with that this is his kid how the fuck did you never meet the family what what how do you not know this uh there is a little bit of explanation about that in later. okay yeah, yeah is there there is, is. Uh, three maybe i have only seen the first two it's addressed what is not addressed is how he would not recognize even that faded photo uh, or at least to be like, you know what? That could be him. It might not be, but it could be. <laughs> I think it would be boring if it was. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd actually not. I, I'd like. I'd like the staff to just choose worthy, not mm. lineage. Yeah. Um, I've always yeah, just society is all is all about lineage, though. Yeah. No, it's about legacy, not lineage, and that doesn't necessarily mean blood. Could that? Um... That's not always true. That's not always true. I mean, it's true enough. No, it's not. Um, so action figure expert keeps asking, so if Star Girl is taking place in the present day, when was the JSA around the night? These questions. I'm gonna be honest with you. They don't really matter. Like, yeah, just assume it's always like 20 or 30 years ago. And then just move forward. Like they literally said it's 10. They say it's 10. It was their career, you know, that that first battle was 10. No, last battle was that last battle was 10 years ago. The first thing that we saw was 10 years ago. How long they had been operating before that? Maybe 10 years, you know. I'm pretty sure the exact date is the release date for Will Smith's Willennium album. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So roughly 20 years ago. The Justice Society. Yeah. So they formed in 2000. Yeah. And were destroyed in 2010 ish. And now it's hey, 2020. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Willennium. I always thought it was one of the coolest. This is a comics thing, but I always thought it was one of the coolest, like uh, merging of shared universe kind of things, like uh, Hal Jordan becoming the Spectre when when uh, Courtney Whitmore gets Jack Knight's staff. Like she had been a hero already mm-hmm. without the staff, and then she gets the staff because I he decided to retire or something, and. It, it just fits so well that Stargirl would have Starman staff. You know, it's cool. Oh. Brandon, Brandon said, shut up, Brian. I don't want to hear anymore. He's a Jack Knight fan. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone should be. Everyone should be. That is the, I mean, that is the best Starman. That is absolutely the best Starman. I can't believe that's a print. Yeah, I, oh, that's a shame. I haven't finished it. Oh, it's real. I haven't, I've never read all of it, but it's so good. And, uh, I'm hoping they do with the shade who you see one like shadow hand in the, in the first mm-hmm. episode. I'm hoping they follow the star man, Jack Knight, star man lead on shade. Cause I thought cool. it was, I thought I honestly, I thought that that was obsidian. Obsidian's a good guy. Not always. Wasn't it? No, no. Obsidian is almost all, almost always a bad, a oh, good guy. Yeah. Uh, His mom was a villain. It was actually, I think part of the injustice society, maybe. Yeah. And so he might have started out briefly. Oh, but he and Jay didn't know who their parents were, I don't think, when they, when they, I don't remember, so long ago. It's a long time ago. Yeah. A long time ago. Cool. And, and unfortunately, we, uh, it's about that time, we're going to have to start shutting this down, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but I, I, hey, if you've learned nothing else today, one, the comic book shops are back open. So go to your local comic book shop. Support your local comic book shop. New books are coming in this week. Go say hi to the retailers that you haven't seen in so long. Show them some love. Just like the Johnny Destructo right there. Show him some love. Look at it. Look at it. Look at his cute little face. He can't wait to see you. He's painting the floor and everything. Oh, oh my God. Look at it. Oh, she is sexy. He's painting the floor with your tongue? You're sexy. Look at your sexy thing. Go give him, give him, give him face. Give him face. Yeah, that's what I'm there talking about. Oh, God. <laughs> that is. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. That's enough. That's a little, bit. That's a little, sure. bit, too, a little bit too much. Everyone, make sure you're being safe when you go to visit the comic shops, of course. JD has a has a post on his shop's, on his shop's uh, Facebook page. Everyone go there. Make sure you read the instructions before you go in because we want to make sure everyone stays safe. That's all. Cool. 
Well, thank you, Brandon. I appreciate you, bro. <laughs> oh, you breathe. You had, to, you had to hold your breath that whole time. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get out of here, but I'm going to let everybody tell you, ladies and gentlemen, where you can check them out and what they are all about. And I'm going to start right over there with Superman's pal, Jimmy Tribble, a.k.a. Noel. Ah, you can find me on the social medias at Mr. Bartocci, M-R-B-A-R-T-O-C-C-I, or on the Cold Pod podcast uh, social medias. Um, fo- uh, give me a like and a follow, and you might not like what I share. <laughs> Brian? Yes, uh, that's me. You can see by the name there. And BrianLeaveDesign.com, spelled like that, is uh, a place where I have something online that you can see <laughs> if you go to it. All right, Brandon. Uh, I don't really have anything, but um, I was talking to JB about this before the whole coronavirus thing. I kind of think I want to start like maybe shouting out some charities or something in my like section since I don't have like a Twitter or anything. I don't have any to shout out today, but (laughs) if you ever think it didn't occur to me till just now that I remembered I wanted to do this, but Brandon, I have something if you'd like to. Yeah, Brian, go. Um, there was one that I came across called the Black Visions Collective, which seemed to be a really cool thing, invested specifically in Minneapolis, um, which is invested in building uh, better communities for, uh, you know, black members, I think specifically of Minneapolis, and, and um, like helping them to advance uh, kind of like a teach a man to fish kind of thing um, is my understanding about it. And it's it's a charity, and it seems cool. Wait, I actually just remembered one. Sorry, no, that's great. Well, Everyone, no, go no, that no, what, what you just said, forget it. It's over. Like, yeah. no, that one's <laughs> also good. One charity per show. This is what is. What are we running here? <laughs> but um, I want to shout out the uh, Harry Potter Alliance, who is they're a activist slash charity group, obviously centered around Harry Potter and the, like the values of Harry Potter. And with some of the crazy things that have been happening in the world today, not just with the injustices of the world, but with also J.K. Rowling saying some stupid things, mm. they have set up a um, GoFundMe for homeless black trans women. So I think everyone should go check them out and see what they're doing and maybe support them. Give the name again. Uh, the Harry Potter Alliance. Thank you, Brandon. You know, I was going to be a snarky son of a bitch. And when you were saying Harry Potter Alliance, I was like, oh, I hope they give to trans rights because she's transphobic <laughs> as hell. And then that was the, it. That's awesome. Take that. That's great. Uh, let's see. What What do you – you can come to my shop, Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, 4327 Main Street in Philadelphia, PA. You can go to jdsherocomplex.com where I have put up a bunch of trade paperbacks and, and store stock as well as gift cards. And go over to the Colts Pop YouTube page. Click like on that. We, you know, we do the spoiler alert with uh, some of the other guys who I can't see right now. So they're out of sight, out of mind. I don't know who they are. Oh, there they are. So there's uh, Noel and Brian and Len. And I w- we should get Brandon on sometime for the spoiler alert podcast. And also subscribe to the YouTube channel, everyone. Yeah. And ring the bell so you get notifications when videos go live. What do you, what he said? Hit that like button. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Smash it. Smash that like button. Follow us Chop on Facebook, like Twitter. All the, oh, now all of a sudden you want to be loquacious. Be quiet. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Are you finished, JD? Yeah. I, yeah, I guess. You have to talk just the right amount on this show. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon, takes me, Brandon takes me out. I don't really have nothing. And then he goes on for 15 minutes. <laughs> and then JD comes on and all of a sudden he's Robin and he's got he's got to, you know, co-sign everything on there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But but Brandon, but Brian shouts out a, a, a charity and, and Brandon's like, uh, uh, no, yeah. I said that's good. I said that too. I'm done with you. Anyway. <laughs> Never gets old. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed Gutter Talk, ladies and gentlemen. You can check it out on its own feed on Apple Podcasts and any place and every place that you find podcasts. And we're also, during this whole pandemic, running Gutter Talk on the uh, Black Tribbles feed. And as always, we are proud members of the Cult Pop Podcast Network as well. So you can find Gutter Talk on there. Check out the Black Tribbles. Any place that you find Black Tribbles on YouTube, Facebook, Black Tribbles are all of our shows. We're doing big things. This is the last year of the Black Tribbles. So we're
We're going out in style. Stay tuned for many crazy things coming your way. We're looking at doing a 36-hour podcast. Why? Because why not? Um, and we're going to be getting getting drunk. We're gonna we're gonna. Oh my God! The ideas are flying fast. So go to blacktribbles.com and listen to our shows, and you'll be on top of everything that's happening. Um, in the words, and to uh, you know, with all joking aside, Brandon did say it, ladies and gentlemen. Please, everyone out there, be safe, be well, be good to one another. And uh, until we see you next time, uh, we out of here.